Awesome. Welcome to another episode, our 10th episode of See You Next Tuesday. Yay! <laughs> double digits! We're double digits old! This is crazy. No, it's crazy because, like, I i mean, not like I was like, oh, I never thought we'd be here, but, like, it's just weird to think it's already been 10. I wouldn't have made it here on my own. I would have given up after, like, one and a half. Same. No, half. Halfsies. Really? I would have started the research and then be like, yeah, I'm out. That's valid. No, I feel like it does help if like have another person hold you accountable. Mm-hmm, for yeah. sure. Because I'm with you. It is like, now I get my podcast hosts, whenever they do true crime or any sort of like historical something, like say it's like writing a book report every week, because it kind of is. Yes. And <laughs> now I know why we all drink. <laughs> valid. <laughs> That's a valid point. <laughs> I mean, if we, if, I mean, honestly, if you look at the state of the world, if you're not drinking, Good Lord, you either have like your mantra down and your meditation unlock and your mindfulness like keyed up or you got something else going on. Yeah, good for you, but I don't want to know your secret. Yeah, I'm good the way I am. (laughs) Speaking of drinking. Yes, please. So, you know this amazing uh, Moscow margarita I made for you? Yes, it's so good. You want to hear the story behind the ingredients? Please. And let me grab it while I'll sip it while you say these things. So, you know how me and the pod fam, we went on a little four-day vacay this past weekend over 4th of July? Love it. Well, I had all the ingredients. Mm-hmm. And then, so we ran a cabin. And so we brought, like, food and booze and things like that. Right. The pod hubby was loading up everything from the refrigerator and things into the car. He didn't grab my booze from the freezer. So I always keep my tequila and my vodka and my stuff in the freezer. Of course, because you're a human. I mean, if you're not, and what are you we, doing? we get home and he's putting everything away, and I was like, "Did you grab my tequila and my Moscow, M- Moscow?" And he's like, "No, I don't think I did." What and the fuck? The look on my face—you would have thought he stabbed one of the children. <laughs> <laughs> he was like. It'll be okay. I will go to the liquor store and buy you more. And I go, you don't understand. Like, I promised Jesse these margaritas when we record on Friday. Like, I have to have it. And he's like, I will go this week and I will get you more. It's okay. Because he knows that I, like, spiral. And so he had to work late every day this week. And so today, maybe last night, I was like, or this morning, either one. I was like, don't forget, you promised me you'd go to the liquor store, and it's Friday, so this is your last day. You need to go. He's yeah. like, I'll stop on my way home from work, and I'll pick some up. Mm-hmm. He forgets. Mm. He's now at home. Um, the Wonder Twins are now both at work. Oh, God. So the only vehicle at the house is his work vehicle, his company vehicle that has GPS. Oh shit. I was busy at work and I did not see his text asking me what time I was going to be home. Uh-huh. Even though I had told him yesterday, the whole events, I'm going to come home from work. I'm going to meet Jesse at six at the restaurant and we're going to eat and then we're going to come back and we're going to do the thing. Right. Girl, he rode the youngest pod son's 
bicycle to the liquor Shut store. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you better enjoy that fucking margarita. Okay. Oh, sorry. I'm just going to say this. So, I'm just so picturing your husband on a on bike. A- Did you tell me you have a photo? No. Oh, my God. So, he's on a bike. Okay. A kid's bike. No, a kid's bike. Not like a toddler bike. Like a teenage kid bike. I just want to read you this text message. I'm leaving work at 5 o'clock. Okay, go. And I'm walking past a co-worker, and, I'm t- and I stop to tell him bye, and I have this look on my face, and he's like, what? And I go, my husband just rode a bike to the liquor store because <laughs> I read this as I'm walking to my car. <laughs> I just want you to know, I just rode a bike to the liquor store for you. <laughs> if that's not love, then I don't know what is. I would totally agree with him on that one. Holy shit, dude. Like, this motherfucker. Did he take, like, a backpack, like, to put the liquor in? Like, is he, is he holding it on the, on the fucking handlebars? I don't know. <laughs> this is the best story I've heard all week. Holy shit. Dude, he 1,000% deserves some sort of, like, award or, like... <laughs> Bony, like brownie points. That, I mean, girl. I still don't have words for that situation. That's amazing. So I get in the car, and of course I call him. I'm like, uh, what? It takes me 20 minutes to get home. There's yeah. plenty of time to run to the liquor store between then and dinner. Or like. There's other options. Yeah. There are other and options. And like, well, you didn't text me back when I asked you what time you were going to be home, so I, I told you I was going to get it. And man, he did. He kept his promise. He, God bless. You know what? Snaps and claps to that motherfucker. Honestly, legit. That is fucking amazing. Who has the best pod, it's, hubby? Uh, you do. Is he the star mom for this week? <laughs> he is. You know what? Erase, I'm going to erase this completely. Erase your Google Docs and just type pod hubby. Command A, 1,000%. That's insane. <laughs> That's amazing. Just a visual alone. Oh, my God. I wish. Oh, my God. Please tell me someone somewhere has a photo of this, like your neighbor, I'm gonna, like him. I'm, I'm going to get on the, the town and neighborhood Facebook page. Yes. And I'm just going to be like, did anybody else see that guy on a bicycle, bicycling with liquor? And just see if somebody posts a photo. <laughs> and they'll be like, oh my God, yes, it was so crazy. And you're like, what? I'd oh be like, what? Does anybody have a photo of that? <laughs> because I totally need this for my stash. I mean, what? I don't know who that person is. I don't know who that is, but I saw him too. And I just totally wanted to make sure I wasn't hallucinating. It's so crazy. Look, I talk like that at dinner, too. What is wrong with me today? I don't know. Maybe we've been watching too many TikToks, you know, in general, and a lot of people talk like that now. Yes, because, you know, you're not Alexis. I try so hard. Not you. I meant <laughs> the people on TikTok. <laughs> That's true. You are Alexis. I tried to be her and also not to be her, if that makes sense. Like, I'll find myself saying things where I'm like, mm. I love this journey for me. And I'm just like, oh my God, I'm saying it. I'm doing it. But also, it's a real thought. But I'm saying it ironically because usually some batshit stuff's going on at work. And I'm just like being facetious. I say that ironically at work all the time when fucking stupid ass shit happens. Right. And I know that the people that I'm saying it to 
never in a million years have watched it. It's great. Exactly. So they think I've made it up. Oh, so they think you're like some like genius and you're like, yeah, I'm fucking hilarious. Yes. Hell yeah. Yes. Who doesn't do that though? Who doesn't do like my, do one of two things. It's either like my coworkers won't get this. So it's like an inside joke for myself and I can say Mm -hmm. like something that they won't understand or two, it's like, like that. You're like, these motherfuckers have, are so sheltered. They're not even like, understand this is a TV show. So now it's even more entertaining for me because they don't get what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just funny for me. It's a thing I do in my head. Girl, we all got to fucking keep it together somehow at work. Mm-hmm. And you actually have to, like, go to work. At least yeah. right now I'm working from home. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. That comes with the whole other world of, like, you're in your own head and then you go bash it that way. But one of these days I'm going to be able to drink at work and then that's going to, like, open up a whole new world for me. And then it's over for you, hoes? <laughs> that's basically what's going to happen. You're going to be like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm three margaritas in, bitch. You know what? And then I think you happening. should just be allowed... One drink before your lunch hour and one drink after. I, I don't disagree. That or, like, everyone gets an edible right as they walk in the door. In states where it's legal, of course. You know I, I mean? mean, maybe not right when you walk in the door because, you know, if I've stopped at Starbucks, I'm kind of good for a while. So it, like, mellows you out? Like, yeah. caffeine? Yeah. Because I don't drink caffeine very often. Oh, you're not? No. You're not, like, full, like, IV line, like myself, no, 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 where no, I'm, no, like, no, 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 I'm no, not drinking no. caffeine. No. Like, what when, doing? when I went to the doctor for my migraines, she got me off all the caffeine because I was, like, um, IV line energy drinks. Like, nobody's business. That's right. Mm-hmm. We were also, like, servers, so. No, that was, like, after that. Oh, it was after that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's that's what I used to do. Like, I'd have, like, three monsters a day, go, go to school during the day, work a night shift, Go back to figure out a time to do homework, which was never, and then like repeat, rinse, repeat. Yeah, no, this was like um, two years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, gotcha. Fair enough. Yeah. But but honestly, yeah, that's actually probably good because that kind of caffeine after a while is really bad for you. Yeah, when you're as old as old as me, you should not be drinking that. You are not old. Get out of here. Bitch, shut up. No. Ready for me to be Debbie Downer? Yes. Okay. I had my existential size. <laughs> so we need to cover a few things first. Okay. One, um, this is probably going to be a tough road for everyone involved. So um, just going to say that now. Two, um, she is very controversial as in some, a lot of people think she is innocent. Okay. Um, so we're going to determine along the way who is the cunt or who is not the cunt. And I need to know, do you want my opinions as I go along or at the very end? Mm. Do you want just the facts? That's a good question. I don't know. Like, I feel like I almost want to say at the end because then I'm like, okay, then I can like make my own assumptions. Right, right, right. But I would also like to know your opinions as we go versus at the end because then you got to go back through all the talking points. So, you know what I mean? What are you feeling? How about that? What are you feeling So, at this moment? I'm going to tell you this right now. I'm going to do my opinions as we go along. Perfect. And I was going to hold this back till the end. But I'm going to – I, you know what? 
I'm a couple of, I'm, I'm a couple of Rita's in. So, um, <laughs> I'm going to tell you this right now. I don't know if she did it. Oh, okay. Okay. I like this. I'm glad. Good. I'm glad you made that decision. And I'm going to say this. We're both going to say this. Trigger warning, right? Yes. Um, Shit pothole immediately. Get this, out. This whole story. Already. Is, um, I cannot find a good thing in the entire story. Like, sometimes we, uh, most yeah. stories, there's yeah. like, we can pull something good. Mm-hmm. I can't pull anything good from this. Got it. Like, I I was like, episode 10, I went balls to the wall. I watched an entire trial on court TV. <laughs> it's some, it still blows my mind. When you told me they were doing that kind of research, I was like, okay. In four days. That's... Remember, I went on vacation for four days. I watched the trial in four days. <laughs> well, I think that vacation like thirty last night. It was exactly no for real. So, um, yes, shit pothole. Trigger warning. Shit pothole. All of it. This is a shit pothole. This is not a good story. I don't know if she's a cunt or not. Okay, we're all gonna decide together as a group if she is a cunt. I like that idea. Um, she has a whole Facebook page for her being innocent. Okay. So, here we go. Um, I'm going to tell you about Amanda Lewis. Okay, Amanda Lewis. And, and side note, I'm Jesse. Oh, I'm Amanda. And this is a See You Next Tuesday podcast, if you couldn't tell already. Yes. Um, I'm not Amanda Lewis. But no. <laughs> Different Amanda. Um, it'd be impressive. Like, wow, we finally got you your story. Finally, I've always wanted that to happen. <laughs> I've been waiting. Today's the day, everybody. Woo! <laughs> yeah, the 10th episode's going to be a little bit different than the ones we've done before. Um, and you'll find out in multiple ways. So I guess, yeah. I'm excited to hear this story. So Amanda has... Oh, shit. Oh, here we go. Amanda actually has... Three different documentaries. She has True Crime with Aphrodite Jones. Okay. Watched it. 2020, What AJ Saw, Mother's Fate Hinged on Seven-Year-Old's Testimony. Watched it. And, um, True, oh, God, I didn't write down the name of it. True Crime with Pierce Morgan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I could not watch it because I couldn't find it anywhere. Really? It, I think it's only available in the UK. Okay. And then there's the court TV trial. Watched it. So there's going to be a link um, to the 2020 and to the court TV trial in the notes. And um, the 2020, it is, I'll tell you, I'm going to hold that back. Hold on. We'll hold that back. So, Amanda Lewis was a mother of two. She had a seven-year-old daughter, Adriana, Adriana Hutto, and a six-year-old son, AJ Hutto. Adriana and AJ were actually half-siblings, so I do not know how they ended up with the same last name. I mean, you could just do that, right? I mean, you could just, like, decide when they're born, right? I, I guess. Make it I easy. Because I've, I've actually heard about a lot of, like, some moms doing that, like, even if they have different fathers or whatever. They'll just, like, you know, make the last name the same for consistency. And then at school, it's a little easier. Yeah, yeah. You know. I mean, finding background history and background information on Amanda was very difficult. Okay. So. Got it. Um, 
Now, Amanda also had had another child when she was 16. Oh, okay. Um, a son named Alex, but he actually had passed away when he was 18 months old, I believe. Oh, um, She put him down for a nap and got in the shower. When she got out, he wasn't breathing, and by the time they got to the hospital, he was passed away. They ruled it hypoxia due to seizure disorder. Oh, wow. Um, Before you ask, hypoxia is a condition where not enough oxygen makes it to the cells and tissues of the body. Okay. I knew you were going to ask. No, I was, because I'm thinking instantly SIDS. No, it wasn't. They did not call it SIDS. Okay, so it's totally different. Got it. Mm -hmm, Okay. mm -hmm. Um, so Amanda was married in 2005, um, but she, no, she was Who married. Who wasn't? <laughs> <laughs> she was married, but in 2005, she left her husband and moved from Alabama to Esto, Florida, where she moved in with her boyfriend, Alan Carnley, and Alan's son, Mike, Alan's son, Alan Michael. Okay. We're going to keep all that together. Adriana Hutto was seven years old when she drowned in the family swimming pool August 8th, 2007. Whoa, okay. There's a lot of tragedy going on in, like, a very short amount of time instantly. And not that this can't happen to people, but I'm already, like, also, frame of reference, we are talking about true crime, so I'm already, like, whoa, my hockles are up. Hackles, hockles, whatever. You get it. So not only do we talk about true crime, we forgot to tell them the type of true crime we talk about. My bad. Go for it. We talk about, so see you next Tuesday, cunt. Hello. We talk about the ultimate cunts that um, commit crime against family members. Currently, we're discussing mothers. Right. Um, They don't always harm their children. No, or other family members, but... Today, unfortunately, that is what we're talking about. Got it. So... Back to Amanda Lewis. When Adriana was only six weeks old, Amanda had to go to boot camp for the National Guard. Um, She had joined the National Guard, um, but then she found out she was pregnant, so she couldn't go to boot camp right away. She had to wait until after the baby was born. Okay. So when Adriana was six weeks old, she went off to boot camp. She was only gone for about two or three months, and then um, she returned home due to injury. Um, while she was at boot camp, Adriana lived with Amanda's mother, Brenda. Um, and then a year later, she had AJ. AJ stands for Andrew Jordan. Okay, real quick. So Adriana, mm-hmm. who was the seven-year-old that, that drowned again? Adriana. Okay, so she went to boot camp, and then she drowned after. So um, Adriana Time was on. seven when she drowned. Okay. So I'm just giving you the background on Oh, pre. Adriana. Oh, got it. Okay. Pre, 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 pre. pre. Got pre. it. We're, we're. I had a derp moment, y'all. <laughs> Sorry. We've gone back in time. Got it. So, um. Do, 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 do. So she, okay. So she's boot camp. Boom. Comes back. Has AJ. Has AJ. Got it. Yes. So the three of them live with Brenda for about a year before they move out. Um, Amanda is, that's when Amanda gets married to her husband, um, so it is said that, um, Adriana 
there are two, two camps here when it comes to Amanda's trial, prosecution, defense. Adriana was afraid of water. Adriana was not afraid of water. She was afraid to put her head underwater. Okay. That is a very different situation. Yes. So when we're going through the story, a lot of, most of this is coming from the trial. Okay. Um, all of my facts are coming from the trial I watched on court TV. That's where they're coming from. Um, I pulled a couple of things from the other two documentaries, but those things were basically the same facts, but I felt more comfortable pulling them from the trial. Got it. I mean, that makes sense because people are under oath. And so the likelihood of them telling the truth is way higher than you would think. Well, I see. mean, people do lie under oath. Well, it happens all the fucking time. I'm going to let you make that determination. Okay. I like this. It's like choose your own adventure. <laughs> For those of us old enough to remember. So, um, it is said Amanda was afraid of water, mm -hmm. but the defense claims in their opening statements that Amanda likes water and is fascinated by water, but never learned to swim. And right be and then also right before she started school, her, she regressed in her potty training. And it also has been said that AJ had potty training issues as well. We're going to let that sit. I was, I was going to say, I'm just going to We're going to let comment. that sit. Okay. So Amanda worked the third shift as a nursing assistant at a nursing home from 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. Fuck that shit. And Alan, he worked the day shift at a grocery store in Alabama. Oh, got it. So they're like, basically, one gets the kids during the day, one gets the kids at night as the other one's working. So you would think so. Right. Of course. Makes sense. So That's how, how it works, right? Amanda worked 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. Alan left the house between 5 a.m. and 6 a.m. So the kids were actually left alone. Oh, shit. For like at 6 and 7. An hour. For an extended period of time. And they're like babies? Essentially? At 6 and 7. And Amanda would actually come home and then take a nap. Now, Alan's son, Alan Michael who was a teenager at the time, I think he was about 14, he would be in the house, but he was asleep. Okay, so we have like a newborn-ish baby, and then we have like a, a... No, 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 they're six and seven. Years old. Mm -hmm. And they're left alone between the hours at minimum of 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. And there's also in a, a teenager, still a kid, in the house, who right. is allegedly supposed to be watching them, but really not. But when Amanda comes home, she goes to take a nap. Okay, so nobody's watching the kids. Right. Cute. This is not good. I'm already like, mm-mm, nope, not good. Not good. So um, there was a witness to Adriana's drowning that day in the pool. It was her six-year-old brother, AJ. Oh, God. He did testify in court um, to what he saw. Okay. Um, do you want to know how he came to testify in court? Because this is another controversy within the story. Well, I do know that, like, kids, you have to 
interrogate them very carefully because they're impressionable, right? If you say, oh, was there a giant sparkly like unicorn in the pool with you? They'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, it was there too. Not because they're stupid, but brains aren't fully developed until early 20s for most for adults, like for, for kids. So like how, first of all, putting a kid on the stand is extremely controversial because like the testimony may or may not be flawed. And secondly, like what information you're getting, was it coached? So, right? The day of Amanda's drowning, uh-huh. or I'm sorry, Adriana's drowning, a lot of A's. Yeah, there's a lot. You'll have to, there's a lot of A names, there's a lot of A names, there's a lot of names, period. I have MS brain sometimes, so y'all are going to have to excuse me if I get names jumbled. No worries. Uh, we'll straighten it out. Okay. The day of Adriana's drowning, Amanda's mom, Brenda, and her stepdad, Chuck, they rushed to the house when they found out what happened. Of course. Um, Chuck, who AJ called Paul Chuck, um, he was the one that took AJ from Amanda's house to their house. Makes sense. That, that makes sense. That's what I would do. Um. That's what anyone would do, right? And on the way there, that's when AJ told Paul Chuck, um, that he saw Amanda dunk his sister in the pool. Okay. Um, Chuck waited for Brenda to come home and then he told her what AJ had said. They then called the sheriff's office and took AJ in for an interview. Now, the controversy is Chuck did not care for Amanda. He did not agree with how she raised the kids and how she treated the kids. So, okay. Brenda and Chuck are now divorced. And I believe they were divorced at the time. I don't know. I'm not going to say that. And real quick, Brandon and Chuck are his parents or her parents? Her mom and stepdad. Got it. Okay. So Brenda and Amanda believe that Paul Chuck coached AJ to say that this happened. Okay. Good God. Um, getting a headache. <laughs> okay, yeah, because it's like. Do we know if that really happened? What really happened in the car? There's only them there. Mm-hmm. Because you have a vendetta. Oh, my God. Chuck said, um, I believe in either the 2020 or the Aphrodite Jones. Love her. Um, he was like, he admitted, I don't like Amanda. I didn't want to have anything to do with her because I didn't like how she raised those kids. But I would have never told AJ to say those things. I wouldn't have coached him. I wouldn't have done that. Okay. Um, that's just beyond reproach. Like, right. To say something crappy like that to police officers against your mom. Like, so it's, it seems like he's self-aware. So maybe he didn't coach the kid. Chuck is saying he didn't coach the kid. Okay. Brenna and Amanda is saying the only way AJ would have said that is if Paul Chuck had told him to say it. Okay, and what's their backing up for that? Like, are they saying because AJ would have would have never said that about their mom because that's not what happened? Because Amanda says she didn't drown Adriana. Got it. Because, I mean, honestly, like... Oh, newsflash. AJ says his mom drowned his sister. He straight up said that or he said dunk? When he says dunks, he means drowned her. But who's interpreting that? This is my question. He says his mom... Grabbed his sister by the face and okay. held her under the water. Okay, now that is straight up drowning. That, in that definition, yeah. But, like, I mean, okay, 
you're a kid. You're playing in the pool with your fam. Dunking, you sometimes dunk each other, right? You like stand like, or sit on each other's shoulders and like dunk each other. Wait till you hear the story. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm gonna jump in. You're jumping in. Okay, okay. So um, they took AJ in for the interview. Mm-hmm. Chuck and Brenda set in on the interview at the sheriff's office with AJ. Okay. Um, until Brenda became too upset and she had to leave the room, and Chuck stayed in the room the entire time. Chuck and Brenda both testified in court that AJ was alert and able to answer all the questions he was asked during his interview. Um, AJ's, um, I watched, um, AJ's interview at the sheriff's office. I believe it's in the 2020 that we're going to link and his testimony on the stand. They're both extremely hard to watch um having children and knowing children um first of all he says in his interview that his mother she for those of because it's a podcast you can't see me she put her hand over Adri- the front of Adriana's face and held her underwater Kind of like a mask. Yes. Okay. Now, as a six-year-old, if you're going to say this and make it up as a story, it's because you have seen this. Whenever you see somebody hold somebody underwater on TV, cartoons, real live action, as my kids say, TV (laughs) is from the back of the head. Yeah, the, the front of the face thing. So... I have a hard time believing that he's making that up. I think he's seen that happen because to, to me, in my opinion, if, if he was going to be making something up based on something he's seen on TV or something like that, he would have said his mother held the back of her head and held her under the water from the back of the head to the front. I don't disagree because, like, I mean, even in TV, that's what you see. You see someone getting their head, their face dumped directly into, mm-hmm. like, a bathtub or whatever Law & Order episode, like, pool that we're looking at, you know, in my my mind palace brain. You know, like, this is what I'm picturing. Yes. So it's a very specific detail that either had to be – but that's it, like – You've had, okay, you've had a six-year-old. You've had six-year-olds. Mm-hmm. Explain to me the level of detail that they can go into with a specific event that may or may not have been traumatic. Is that possible? They can go into a lot of detail on a lot of things, even things that they make up. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. But, the, but if they're making it up, it's going to be details that they've seen. You know what I'm saying? Like they've, they've, they've either seen it on TV, they've seen it on a movie, yes. or they saw it in real life. Yes. Is the story okay. may not be true, but the details are going to be things that they've seen. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. They're because they can't, not that they're not creative, but it's they, the fact that it, they... It has to come from somewhere. Like a parrot. It sounds yes. shitty to say that, but essentially they're parroting things they've seen. Okay, got it. Got and it. I'm... A little bit later, I'll tell you why that makes more sense. Um, okay. So, um, 
I am not, there's going to only be one part of the entire trial I'm going to play for the podcast. Okay. Um, it is definitely not going to be AJ's testimony. Uh, fair enough. When he is a child, he's a minor. I'm not going to play it, but I am going to tell you about it and I am going to quote some of it because it's hard for me to paraphrase it and to have it. You to be able to form an opinion for yourself without knowing exactly what was said. Right. Got it. Um, so, during his testimony, AJ initially says he doesn't know the difference between the truth and a lie. Um, but then the prosecutor kind of breaks it down for him. And he says, when little boys don't tell the truth, they get spankings and get grounded. Okay. The prosecutor then asks him if he can... Tell the truth, and he says, yes, sir. By the way, the entire time he says, yes, sir, no, sir. Um, so then the following conversation takes place, and I'm quoting it because I find it very... It's just very interesting. Okay. So the prosecutor says, I'm, I'm not going to say that every time. I'm pretty sure you're going to be able to figure out which one's the prosecutor and which one's AJ. Right, right. <laughs> Fair enough. He says, what if I told you your mother is in the courtroom today? Would you, would that be the truth? No, sir. Why is that? Because your mother is not in the courtroom? Yes, sir. And are you telling me that is the truth? Your mother is not in the courtroom? Yes, sir. Where is your mother? Jail. Okay. She's in jail. You don't see her in the courtroom because she's in jail, isn't she? Yes, sir. So the prosecutor continues to go on um, with, he continues on with who AJ's been living with and when the last time he saw Amanda and, you know, he pointed out a couple of people like, is that your aunt so-and-so who you've been living with? Is that Mr. Whoever, the defense attorney? Is that who? And then he points out Amanda and he says, is that your mother? And AJ starts crying. Wait, so Amanda was actually in the courtroom? Yes. Because, I mean, sometimes they do it via, you know, uh, video or whatever. No. He was in the courtroom, and Amanda was in the courtroom, and he hadn't seen her in, like, six months. Oh, and so he didn't see her in that OG, like, line of questioning whenever the prosecutor was asking him if your mom is in jail, and then he sees her eventually, the kid? So the prosecutor actually points her out and says, is that your... Mother, your mom. That's, that's your mother, Amanda, isn't she? And then he starts crying. It was absolutely terrible. Oh, but funny. when he says his mother wasn't there, he actually never looked around the courtroom. Oh, got it. Like, um, he only really focused on the prosecutor. Um, I think because that's the only person he really knew. Okay. Um, like there's all the jurors, there's the judge, you right. know, it's a lot. Yeah. It's a so, lot for adults alone to freaking six-year-old. So, yeah, I get it. Yeah. So, it it was just, it, it was terrible. So, if you go to court TV, there's actually different videos. It's not the whole thing from beginning to end. So, you can actually skip that video if you don't want to watch that. Right. If it's too, yeah, which I get. It's... I, I don't God bless watch for it. watching that. <laughs> I didn't want to watch it, but... Tell me you had a stiff drink after that one. <laughs> Or during it, I'd be like, oh my God, yeah, I'm going to yeah. something else for this. That was rough. Yeah. So AJ said that Alan, Michael, and Amanda were both home when AJ 
when Adriana drowned that day. Okay. Leading up to um, the incident, AJ said that he had slept in the living room that night, or the night before, and Adriana had slept in her bedroom. And that morning, Adriana had sprayed a spray on the windows while Amanda was in bed, and Amanda got and was and got grounded when Amanda woke up. Um, AJ said that he and Adriana were playing tractors that day. Mm-hmm. And that there were people cutting trees by the house and that Adriana had pulled his red wagon by the pool. Let me tell you, this red wagon is going to become infamous. (laughs) It's a very important red wagon. (laughs) Got it. So the prosecution then shows AJ a drawing that he drew of what happened that day. And it's a picture of him playing in a tree. And if you hear to me, hear me refer to a garbage can tree, that's this tree. Okay. Um, that's what AJ called this tree because they kept the garbage can right next to the tree. Okay. So. I would assume. His associate. Garbage can tree. Got it. Um, so the picture, he's playing in a tree while Amanda is drowning Adriana, and he wrote the words, she died and too bad on the paper. Oh, Wow. And he wrote this um, when he was seeing, I believe it's a psychiatrist or a psychologist after okay. Amanda passed away. I'm going to ask this question because I very much am like in this world now where I start to like analyze the court part and like the whole like, well, how much evidence do these people actually have against this person? Mm-hmm. This is all circumstantial evidence. There is no like actual like direct link, physical like, you know autopsy of this little girl where you see like handprint or like right slow your roll okay I'm just saying okay got it I'll let you get there sorry again jumping ahead slow your roll got it when the prosecutor asked if he ever saw Adriana in the pool that day he said no sir when he was asked if he talked about what happened with Paul Chuck he said no sir AJ also said he had found Adriana in the um, so then the defense talked to AJ about playing army, um, because when he was interviewed by the sheriff's department, he told, um, the sheriff that he saw army helicopters flying over that day. Okay. AJ told the defense that he was not in the garbage can tree that day. Oh, not since we're talking about the defense, the prosecution talking to AJ on the stand was fine. The defense attorney questioning AJ was the hardest thing I have ever seen in my life. I'll tell you why when I'm done. Okay. Um, uh, so he told the defense he was not in the garbage can tree that day. Um, AJ told him that Adriana did not go anywhere that day. Or AJ told him Adriana did not go anywhere that day. And then he said, yes, sir, and then asked if she went to the park. The defense then asked, so your sister left and went to the park? And AJ said, no, sir. The defense then asked if Adriana was drowned before or after she went to the park. And AJ says, after. The very next question they asked was, is did Adriana get drowned before she went to the park? And AJ says, yes, sir. So the defense says she got drowned before she went to the park. 
and after she went to the park, how many times did she get drowned? AJ, AJ says twice. Oh, shit. The defense asked if she was inside the pool or outside the pool when she got drowned, and AJ answers outside. Got it. She says, Which, if you're going to drown someone, that's how you do it. says, where did you find your sister at? Inside or outside the pool? He says, inside the pool. Did you hear her screaming inside the pool so you knew where to look? He says, yes, sir. He said, you heard her screaming inside the pool? He says, yes, sir. He says, Did, do you think she stood up in that little red wagon? He says, yes, sir. Do you think she stood up in that little red wagon and she went in the pool from the red wagon? Yes, sir. She started screaming when she went into the pool? Yes, sir. Where was your mommy? Beside the pool. She was beside the pool when your sister got in the red wagon and got in the pool. Is that what you remember? Yes, sir. Did you tell your mommy Adriana was upside down in the pool? Yes, sir. Was your mommy on the phone when you told her that? He says, yes, sir. Do you remember running in the house and telling your mommy? So it goes on and on and on. So basically his point, he just rapid fired all, I, I can't even continue at this point. He just was rapid firing all these questions at AJ over and over to get him to do exactly what he did. Contradict everything he said. Of course, because that's a defense attorney's job is to create confusion and muddy, muddy the water enough to the, where he is a six-year-old boy. Of course. And, and he is a six-year-old little boy. Right, right. He, he, uh, I mean, shit. I mean, adults will get confused at some point whenever you're like, wait, what are you talking about? Let alone it's a child. So yeah, it's pretty rough. That's so rough. It, was, it, it went on and on. It was really rough. And so I have a couple of things to say about this. Okay. Um, so the prosecution asked him a couple of things and AJ says he didn't remember getting in the tree that day. Or his mom getting in the car or Adriana cleaning the bugs out of the pool. That was another thing was Adriana was cleaning the bugs out of the pool and she accidentally fell in. Okay. Um, or Adriana having an argument with an Amanda. And he also said that he doesn't like talking about what happened. In total, AJ made 27 different statements. Okay. He's six years old, y'all. But let me also read this to you. Okay, screw it down so far. Um, I'm lost in the spell up, guys. Yeah, no, I mean, like, um, it's a lot. It's a lot for a kid to go through. So let me read, let me read something to you that I found. Okay. The concept of time can be difficult for five and six-year-olds to grasp because it is so abstract. The sense of time is gained gradually during the process of living through time spans marked by events. The words for yesterday, today, and tomorrow are only understandable when they are linked to specific event or activities that makes the concept of time concrete. During this stage of development, children are learning to understand more and more abstracts. They're in the process of defining time by recognizable events or symbols, whether it is a memorable event, a party or a trip, or a family repeating pattern of the day. Okay. You know what that says to me? In my opinion. That his testimony should have never happened. No. In my opinion, 
that says to me, he has seen his mother dunk Adriana under the water several times before. This is not the first time that this happened. And he is confusing all of those events. Mm. When did it happen? Did Before she went to the park? After she went to the park? When she sprayed the spray in the house? When she did this? When she did that? He's getting all those different times confused in his head. Right. Because they did happen. Got it. So it's and a memorable enough event to create an event for his mind at his age. However... It's linking it to the right appropriate um, like day or time of day or before or after other things that happen is the issue. I believe he has seen it happen several times before. Got it. Um, okay. It's just, it's gotten confused in his brain specifically what happened that day. Remember, he said he drowned her like this. Yeah, it's very specific. With his hand on his, her face. Yep. And is Adriana afraid of water? We don't know. Because remember, it's either she's fully afraid of going in all the way or she's afraid of getting her head underwater. Why would she at least, why would she be afraid of having her head underwater? I, I, okay, I will say this. As a kid, I remember some kids were totally chill with being in the pool. But as soon as they would either like put, put their head underwater or get near the deep end where they would have to. They were done. They were fucking like, I'm out. I'm done. But they were fine with like sitting and standing in like the shallow end and like being in the water. I'm just saying. I don't know. I know. I'm not defending. I'm just saying like I can see that mentality. Especially as a kid. Like you, you remember potty train regression? Yes, this is true. So essentially, okay. Okay. I'm gonna let you keep going. I'm I'm making thoughts and decisions in my head here. Because what I'm thinking is, okay, with the whole, like, does she like to be in the water or is it just her head that doesn't like to be in the water is, like, when you were a kid and there were, like, monsters underneath your bed and what you would do is, like, put your covers over your head and, like, make sure your feet are super tucked in because that, your blanket is magic and it's going to save you from the monsters. But if you, like, leave any part of your body outside, then the monster will get you. Okay. And that makes total sense because you're a kid. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, um, I'm going to lump all the testimonies from the first responders and medical personnel together because they were basically all asked the same thing. Okay. Um, they confirmed that they performed CPR and or, um, cleaning out her airways. Um, and that anyone that was close enough to Adriana and saw her face, they all saw the same bruising on her forehead, and some saw bruising on her cheeks as well. Uh-huh. Others also saw bruising on her shoulder and chest area. They all testified that they did not do anything to cause the bruising or see anyone else, any other first responder or anyone else that would cause those injuries to Adriana. Okay, the plot thickens. So the bruise was like a line on her forehead a line a line some said it was a dark circle with a line through it but in the end it was all see this is where i'm like i think everybody needs body cam i'm I'm, let's be real cops emts uh you know fucking firemen and and this is exactly why because like shit like this goes down then you literally have a video record of that's what the bruise looked like this is the body right Hold on. This is where they I all, so there was 
photographs of the bruises on Adriana. Oh, good. Okay. Okay. They all said, that is what the bruise looked like when I saw it. It is just more pronounced or darker now than it was than when I saw it. Right. Because she's dead and and it it becomes more. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the ER doctor did testify um, to the same thing about the bruises, and she testified about all the life-saving measures that they did and that they worked on her for over an hour in the ER. Oh, honey. Um, The ER doctor was very emotional about the loss of her patient, and then when she went to go tell Amanda um, that they were unable to save her daughter, Amanda did not have much of a reaction and was unemotional. When they told her they could not revive her daughter. Okay. And I'm going to say this. I'm going to be devil's advocate. You're not allowed to judge somebody for how they, they grieve or handle information. Because let's be real. Someone coming to you and saying, oh, your, your daughter died is not something. Some people break down immediately. Some people go instantly into shock and don't say anything. And are just like, I, this doesn't, isn't real I'm life. just giving you, I'm just giving you information. I know. This is what the doctor testified. Got it. Like word, like I transcribed it. <laughs> So, okay, question for you. Do you want to be a court reporter or no? Are we are we done with this? Like, I mean, <laughs> I would be a court reporter because they only have, like, 10 keys, and they're not using all 27 of the letters like I was doing for the past four days. Right, right. But they don't have a pause button like I did. No, they don't have a pause button. The other thing is, is like, you have to hear some terrible-ass shit. Or you hear some crazy bad shit thing that you know someone's lying, and you're like, how do you not make a face? That would be my thing. It's like, how do you not be like, I may or may not have punched one or two people. Am I wrong? Dude, I would literally have to have like a, some sort of muzzle because I'd be like, this motherfucker here. I mean, what? (laughs) You know? (laughs) So, um, (laughs) so back to the whole, was Adriana afraid or not afraid of water? Okay. Pawchuck testified in court that Everyone knew she was afraid of water, and she wouldn't even let you put very much water in the bathtub. Um, when questioned by the defense, he said that he had never been around her in other around her when she was around other bodies of water besides the bathtub. Okay. Um, so basically, the defense was saying, "Oh, well, she was just afraid of bath. She just didn't like baths." But he was saying, you know, she would only let you put like. The littlest amount of water in the bathtub. Okay. So, you know, defense is going to do the defense thing. Um, so next up is Brenda. Um, she testified that Adriana was afraid of water as well. And she definitely didn't want her head underwater. She had taken the kiss to the beach. And Adriana would only go to the edge of the water and she would not get in it. Okay. Um, now, again, I'm going to play devil's advocate. Kids are afraid of water. Some kids are. Some kids are fully afraid of water. Some kids won't get in water. It's common. Doesn't mean necessarily they've had an incident in water. They could just be afraid of water. So, <clears throat> Brenda also testified that Amanda told her Adriana was diagnosed as bipolar. But this is literally the only time that has ever come up. Everywhere else and everyone else, including Amanda herself, 
says that she was diagnosed as ADHD and she was on medication for ADHD. That's so random. Okay. So I don't know where, I don't know if Brenda was confused or, or if Amanda had previously lied to her about the bipolar disorder because hmm. according to Amanda, Adriana had behavioral problems. So I, I don't know where that came from. Okay. <laughs> so the week before the drowning... Amanda threw all the kids, Brenda is testifying that the week before the drowning, Amanda threw all the kids' toys away because they would not keep them picked up. Aggressive? <laughs> That's an aggressive <laughs> move, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, so Brenda did not get to speak to Amanda at the house um, when she showed up the day of the incident, but she said that Amanda did seem stunned. And then when they made it to the hospital after AJ's interview, she said Amanda was numb and cold. Um, And then in the past, Amanda has told Brenda that she felt like her and Adriana didn't seem to have a bond because she was gone right after she was born. And Brenda also said Amanda did have a short temper with with Adriana, but didn't seem to have the same short temper with AJ. Okay. Okay. Hmm. I'm still undecided. Keep going. So, up next we have Alan Carnley, the boyfriend. Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, where the fuck is this guy in this whole situation, right? So if I'm seeing shit going down, I would punch a bitch. I would punch a bitch in the face if she's trying to drown a child. I'm sorry. I know we're not supposed to hit women, but let me tell you, that is called self-motherfucking defense. Am I wrong? Would you not do the same thing if you were a dude? Like, wouldn't you expect Daniel to come punch you in the face if he, try, if he saw you, like, trying to drown a kid? He'd be like, get me up, right? Oh, well. I'm just saying. You know, Alan well. has a very special, um, well, you'll see. He's special? Okay. Um, so, Alan testified that he thought Adriana's behavior was like any normal kid, but that her and AJ both had problems. Which in that sentence in itself is a big contradiction. Okay. Um, and to contradict himself even further, his statement to the police the day of the drowning, he said that Adriana had gotten into trouble quite a few times leading up to the drowning. But um, he wasn't home when Adriana acted up most of the time, and he just heard about it from Amanda. FYI... That's his big um, go-to. I wasn't home. I was at work. I wasn't home. I was at work. You should all be so lucky, motherfucker. Like, you got to take some responsibility at the end of the day because, like it or not, your girlfriend has kids, and you need to – I mean, I'm sorry. They're not your children. I know. But they're under your fucking roof. So, you know, that's his big – Whatever, dude. So, according to Alan, um, here are some of the punishments – that Adriana and AJ would face. Specifically, Adriana, when she would wet her pants, because remember potty train regression? Yep. Um, when she wet her pants, she would be put in the bathroom and told to sit on the toilet. Okay. Not okay. That's not okay? Sorry, I don't have kids, so I don't have a frame of reference. Like, no, what, no, what, no. what is an appropriate response to that? So, your child has an accident... You don't 
put them in the bathroom and just make them sit on the toilet as punishment. You don't punish your child for having an accident. Like that's that you you don't punish a child for having a toilet accident. Got it. That's not a punishable offense. Got it. Um, she put her in her room, put her on timeout, both of them, mm-hmm. put them on a timeout bench, whip them with a belt, mm. and have their to- toys taken away. Mm. <clears throat> in contradiction to Brenda's testimony, he says that all of their toys, you know, when they were um, taken away the week before or whenever, mm-hmm. in contradiction to Brenda's testimony, he says that the Broken toys were thrown away, and the rest were taken to his father's house. Okay, but they're still taken away from the children. And, I mean, like, that's... Anyway, whatever, dude. Okay, semantics. Mm-hmm. We may have another version of that as well. Oh, good God. Um, he claims that Adriana was not afraid of water, but in the six weeks they had the pool, he had never seen her in it. He says it's because he was at work. Bruh, we are all working. Where you been? We're all fucking working, but we know what the fuck our family's doing. He never seen her in it because he was at work. Okay. He never, but you don't worry. He'd seen her in the creek. The creek. The creek. He'd seen her in the creek and in his sister's pool and at the water world. Where is this happening, by the way? What state? What state are we in right now? Florida. Oh, good God. Okay. That's right. We're in that, what, what, what city? Well, Echo or whatever the fuck? Esto. Esto. But they, he works in Alabama, so it's on the Florida Bama shore. I forget that there's other states where you can, like, drive 30 minutes and be in another state. We don't do that here. I don't fucking understand this concept <laughs> at all. I'm like, wait, what? Oh, my God. That's like a freaking six-hour drive. If you know? I, if I drive 30 minutes, I'm still in the same fucking oh, city. Seriously. <laughs> city. And then, God forbid, you want to get out of our goddamn state. That's why I got to fly everywhere. Yeah. So. Wow. Okay. Got it. Got it. Like Alabama, Florida. Yeah. Understandable. So, he testifies that he saw Adriana the night before and in the morning before he went to work, and he did not see any bruises on Adriana's forehead. Well, because it... Okay. That's not... Again, dude, we're not talking about before. We're talking about the fucking... No, so they, the attorney... I think the prosecutor asked him about the bruises. Because they're trying to establish when she got the bruises. Oh, okay. Because they're not assuming, like I am, that it happened as mom was maybe pushing the No, kid no, down. no. They are. They're just establishing. Because in case the jury is thinking, oh, she fell and hit her head. And then the, the day water. before. Or the day before. Yeah, or yeah, playing yeah, with yeah, her yeah, friend. Okay, okay, got it, got it, got it. Okay. That makes sense. They want to basically eliminate all yes, possibilities yes. that this isn't murder. Got it. Yes, yes, yes. So, there's a big thing about um, Amanda being on the phone. When, at yeah, the time, Amanda. <laughs> I'm always on the phone. Don't y'all the phone, phone, damn it. Don't y'all see me on Twitter all the time? Actually, I do. So. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? If you work with me, I'm not on Twitter all day. No, you are working diligently all day long. All fucking day. Like we all are. Mm-hmm. We're Definitely gonna... wasn't on TikTok today. We're just gonna... Mm-hmm. Skim. So, okay. Over there. There's a thing about... Amanda being on the phone, and it gets real confusing at some point, so that's why I'm going to talk about this right now. Okay. 
So Alan says Amanda called him at work at 2.20. And while on the phone, AJ um, came inside the house and he couldn't hear what AJ said, but he heard Amanda go outside. He never heard Amanda holler at the kids um, to get away from the pool. And so this also is going to make a little bit more sense later, but bear with me. He said he can never recall a time Adriana or AJ had been told to clean the bugs out of the pool, but he said he had seen Adriana playing with the dish tray in the pool when him and Amanda had been in it. You'll just bear with me. Yep. Just roll with it. Roll with it. I'm going. So he says Amanda was teaching Adriana how to swim. So he would not have been concerned with her safety if she was playing around the pool. (laughs) You know. So if he had been home and if AJ had said, hey, Alan, Adriana is playing around the pool, he would not have been concerned is basically what that's saying. (sighs) She's seven. In the time... (laughs) He does he wait, whose kid he doesn't have kids, right? These are her oh, children. Oh, he has two children of his own. Where are they? Alan Michael was sleeping inside the house, and his other daughter, Amber, was, I believe, at her mother's at the time this happened. Oh, we're gonna hear from them. Okay. Keep going. This is just uh, what? I'm sorry. No, you can't play this whole fucking like, oh, I'm a dude. I don't know what's going on card. No, dude. So he was very hostile with the prosecutor. Mm-hmm. I would have punched him in the face, but that's just me. <laughs> would you wait? Are you would have punched the prosecutor or as the no. prosecutor, you would have punched this dude? I would have punched him. Got it. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> he's not winning any awards in mm-hmm. my book. Mm-hmm. In the time they had the pool, which he says was about six weeks, um, Adriana had never asked him, nor had he heard her ask to go swimming. But then again, he's always at work. Two weeks prior to the incident was the only time anyone had ever gotten in trouble for spraying something in the house, but it was both kids. Okay. Because remember, um, AJ had said... Right, we sprayed something... AJ, they got upset. AJ had said his sister sprayed something in the house, and his mother grounded her when she woke up. Exactly. So that's... That's where we're at. Mm-hmm. So, um, Alan had seen Adriana in his sister's pool. On, a, Alan testified he had seen Adriana in his sister's pool on three separate occasions. Okay. Um, and the ladder and the pool net to their pool was both locked in the shed, and the key to the shed was kept in the house. That's re- That seems responsible. Okay. Uh-huh. And he claims, he testifies, he's never seen Amanda dunk Adriana or AJ in the pool ever. Okay. And in the three days leading up to the incident was the only three days in the six weeks that they've owned the pool that the cover has ever been off the pool. All right. So, Alan, when the police um, said he could, he took the pool down, Um, you know. Yeah. As anybody would. Absolutely. Gone. Bye. (laughs) But do you want to know what the him and the defense attorney did? No. Yes, I do want to know, but I'm also like, no, I don't want to know. (laughs) 
So, as any good police would do the day of the incident and afterwards when they did search warrants and whatnot, they took all these pictures, right? Yeah, of course. So, after the pole was taken down, um, because as he informed the prosecution, the police authorized him to, they put the pole back up to take their own pictures. And to conduct their own testing. Because this pool... Okay. Let me tell you what type of pool it was. Yeah. I, I should have done this in the very beginning. It's one of those blue yep. ready set pools. Do you know? Oh, yeah. Not like a standard above ground pool, but those... The blue ones. The, it's kind of about five to six feet tall. The easy set pools. Right, right. And it does yes. have a pump on the side. And a ladder. I don't even know if this one had a pump. But... And the top is an inflatable ring. Yep. Okay. Got it. I got it. Okay. okay. We all on the same page now. It's above ground. Yes. It's, yes. Got yes, it. Yes, okay. Yes. You yeah. get it at the Walmart. Yeah. Okay. So him and the defense attorney put this pool back up for their own recreation photos that they showed in court. Okay. With so, water in it or not? Yes. They filled it up with water. Okay. Because a couple of things. When the prosecution put those photos next to each other, the ones from the day of the incident incident and the recreation photos. Um, because the defense is like, see, you can't even see the pole from the garbage can tree, or you can't even see the pole from here, blah, 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 blah. Um, the fact of the matter is the pool was, he said, the grass was dead, so I know where this is where the pool goes. Fair enough. Yeah, it usually is dead under a pool. The pool was 60 feet off of where it should have been. Six, six, zero? It was about 60 feet off of where it should have been. The fuck? So, they also wanted to show how easy it was to, um, like, lean against the pool and have it collapse and have water flow out and things like that. They filled it to all the way to the top of the pool for their recreation. Right. In the photos of, of the, the scene that day, right. the water wasn't filled that high. But Alan says the water was filled to the top that day. But when Adriana leaned over the edge, it caused the pool to cave in and the water flowed out. And that's where the water went. Uh, I mean, that's a possibility. Yes. But, but but if it's one of those pools that is like it's a little like got the inflatable edge, that's a lot harder to do. She was seven years old and weighed I think God, fifty pounds, sixty pounds, fifty, sixty, seventy pounds. She's a child. So if she was leaning over the edge and fell in, which is a theory that they say she's not heavy enough to have that much water flow out. Right. Right. Also. My real opinion is, if you kept the water to the pool full to the top, you wouldn't be able to get in the pool because every time you got in the pool, it would overflow because there's a thing called, God, I had it in my head at 3 o'clock this morning, or 2 o'clock this morning. (laughs) Dispersion. Yes, dispersion. Got it. People get in. So there's no way you would keep your pool that high. No. Um, and so, you know, they asked him, um, what the fuck? How do you know that's what happened? How do you know that when Adriana leaned over the pool, 
that it caused all the water to fall out. And he says he doesn't really know what happened because he was at work that day. Oh, Jesus. Okay, dude, if you were working so goddamn hard, then why the fuck is she working third shift? Am I wrong? Am I wrong? Motherfucker, if you're like over here, why didn't you work at all? Okay, how about this? Why the fuck didn't you have a nanny to watch the kids? Boom. I mean, bruh, like, chill out with the, oh, I was working. God, I mean, just the excuse level. Did I say that? This is some toxic ass masculinity happening right here. Not masculinity. There is a difference. Was one of my shit potholes at the beginning that I was going to piss people off? No, but we're doing it now. (laughs) Okay. Hi, we're going to Reverse, rewind, shit pothole. I'm probably going to piss a lot of people off today. Episode 10. Hey. Okay, Alan Michael. He was staying at the house at the time. He kind of lived with his mom. He stayed with his dad. It's also said he stayed with his aunt. This is her her man's? Her, the boyfriend's son. Okay, this is the boyfriend's son. Mm -hmm. Hers, well, not even stepson because they're boyfriend. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so this is his kid. Uh uh Uh-huh. Got it, okay. So he said that Adrian and AJ woke him up at 6 a.m. yelling at each other, and he said that was nothing usual, so he just went back to sleep. Fine. Because they're six- and seven-year-olds taking care of themselves. And Alan Michael is how old? 14-ish. Okay. Okay, this is the kid. This is the teenager. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm, I'm getting back there. Here we are. Um, he says he's never seen AJ or Adriana in the pool. He's a 14-year-old kid. He, I don't even know why. Bruh, um, he paid attention to nothing but his fucking phone. And, like, and, and porn. Um, sh- preach. 13-year-old down the hall. Just saying. I mean, um, the showers get longer. We all know. We all know. So, <laughs> he claims Adriana likes playing in the water, but he never saw her in the pool. And yet, in his interview with the sheriff, he said she could not stand the pool. So, do we feel that Alan... Coached Alan Michael? Maybe. I mean, and plus, okay, why are we got some Duggar ass motherfucking A names here? Like, I know the Duggars are all the J's. Florida Bama Shore. But y'all, stop with the alliteration. Like, no, no. I get, I get. This is a lot. I'm trying. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, y'all. I thought I was doing it. You're doing a great job. It's them that name their all their kids. Like you know, babies. I was like, 10th episode, we're going balls to the wall. We're going in. I I, I don't know how this is going to... I don't know how y'all are going to take this. <laughs> um, so, he called Adriana aggravating and in trouble a lot. He said their room had toys on the floor and smelled like pee. Well, it's little kids. Okay. Um, he was in the shower when AJ came inside and told him Adriana was dead. Those were his words exactly. Sorry, that was blunt and just but I felt yucky saying that. Um, he went outside and Adriana was on the ground. He saw Amanda giving Adriana mouth to mouth for two minutes before Adriana told him to take AJ inside. Okay. That's all we got from Alan Michael. Sounds like he's a winner like his dad. Like a real winner. He's 14. I'm going to give him a slight pass because he's 14. All right. We'll hold out hope, but good luck with that, Father. Now we have Amber Parnley. That's, again, like her boyfriend's daughter. Yes. Got it. (sighs) Little sweet baby angel girl. She's like 12. 
she was so nervous. She could barely speak up. She like wanted to shake her head. They had to tell her like two or three times, you need to actually say your answers. Right. We have to have an answer for the court. Correct. Bless her heart. I wanted to... Right? Emotional support animal her. (laughs) Yes. Um, She was not in the house that day. And she said when she was at her dad's house, she would watch AJ and Adriana because her dad was at work and Amanda was sleeping. Oh, okay. So you're saying her dad was at work? I had no idea this whole time. (laughs) And Amanda was sleeping? What? Ah, What? (laughs) So she's never seen Adriana in the pool, but she would go to the river um, but when they would go swimming in a pool, Adriana would never get in. Okay. She only saw her in her aunt's pool. You know, the one that her daddy said he'd seen Adriana in three times. Yes. Um, she only ever saw her in that. I believe it may have been one time. Um, and even then she looked scared and clung to the ladder. Okay. She said Adriana would start crying when Amanda would try to get her to swim. Amanda would tell Adriana to relax, and when she wouldn't, Amanda would get mad and say, if you don't calm down, I'm going to dunk you. Okay, see, okay, this is problematic. This is where this whole fucking, like, toughen up, bootstrap it crap, that's where I draw the line. If your kid is uncomfortable, no, 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 stop. That's upsetting to me. Right? Oh, okay. I'll let you keep going. Keep drinking. Uh-huh. Amber said that day at her aunt's house, so I believe this is just one incident she's seen her in the pool mm-hmm. one time. Adriana did not want to get in the pool, but Amanda forced her. And at some point, she let her go in the water and pulled her back up. And yes, her daddy was there when it happened. Oh, he wasn't working? But remember when her daddy said she he'd never seen Amanda Dunk, neither AJ or Adriana. Uh-huh. 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 Baby girl's 12. She don't lie. She remembers, yeah. Um, that hmm. sweet baby angel was too innocent to make that up. Trust me. Um, she said that Adriana did get in trouble a lot and would get sent to her room for almost all day sometimes. Oh, wow. A seven-year-old does not need to get sent to the room. Like, what are they doing that that's, that it's that bad, right? The the likelihood of doing something where you're in your room. Yeah. Yeah. That's just excessive. That's not acceptable. I'm sorry. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Yeah. She said the kids' room smelled nasty and sometimes AJ would wet his pants as well. She never saw whether either child would clean bugs out of the pool, but if one of their balls went in the water, AJ would be... The one that would try to get it out. Not Adriana. Not Adriana. And the infamous little red wagon lived mostly in the woods or right up by the house. Okay. So, um, I kind of believe Amber a little bit, but here we go. Okay. (laughs) Two weekends before the incident, Amanda's cousin came over to swim in the pool I could not understand her name. I listened to it three times, and I couldn't understand what her first name was. If it's not an A name, it doesn't exist in this story, so we're going to make one up. What do you want to call her? Annabelle. Annabelle. Great. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just go with that. (laughs) 
Um, she testified that Adriana, she was in the pool that day, but she either hung onto the side of the pool or the ladder. And she did, on her own, try to put her head in the water, but never fully went under water. So she would, like, get up to, like, her forehead or whatever, but right. the whole thing wouldn't go underwater. Right. And every time her she went underwater, her mouth would stay open, and she came up coughing, which would be, like, less than a second later. Okay. And when she stood up, the water came up to her shoulders. Um, and when she would go underwater, she would just stand right back up. So she wouldn't be, like, panicky, you know what I mean? Yeah. She would know just to put her feet right back down and she could stand up. Right, right. And um, so she's, she, she's not doing handstands underwater, in other words. But I think the point was, like, she knew she could stand up in the pool. Like. That was her, like, safety net. Like, okay, shit, if I, like, feel uncomfortable, I can just pull my feet down. Yeah. Like, she would try to go underwater and kind of pick her feet up, and then it was like, nope, this ain't happening. She put her feet right back down and stand right back up. Got you know it. what I mean? Yep, yep. And she is in the camp that Adriana was not afraid of the water. She was afraid to go under the water. Okay. Okay. Ready for shit pothole? This is a big shit pothole. Okay. I got two coworkers that testified to the exact same thing. Um. So sometimes... Um, and I'm going to say Amanda was not on the third shift when this happened. Sometimes, um, the people that had children, they would bring their kids into work and the kids would get on the school bus from the nursing home to go to school. So the kids would go to work with their moms Uh and then they would be there for like 15, 20 minutes or whatever, get on the school bus and go to school. Okay. So, um, Amanda came into work. She had Adriana and AJ with her, trailing right behind her. As soon as she gets to work, she was irate and immediately started saying, I'm going to kill her. I can't take it no more. Okay. And Adriana was right behind her. Oh, shit. And so they both testified that that happened. One of them was her supervisor. Her supervisor took her into, like, a closet or a different room to talk to her and calm her down. And the other one consoled little Adriana. And she told both of them, she told one of them how she didn't ever bond with Adriana and didn't love her like she should. And she told the other, I don't love her and I don't know why I don't love her. Oh, wow. That's intense. Um, This is where, like, as a supervisor, be like, you want to take a day? Let's take a day. How about you go home? Those statements she didn't say on that day, she made those statements at different points in time. Okay. But still, those are some fucking strong-ass statements to say to your fucking coworkers. So the day she came in saying that she wanted to kill her, the day before, Adriana had found a permanent marker in Amanda's car and had written all of the inside of her car in permanent Mm -hmm. marker. Oh, my gosh. And it was the next day, and she was still irate. All right. She needed to calm the fuck down. No, it's not great, but it's a fucking kid. Mm-hmm. Chill the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So now we have Amanda's aunts that used to babysit little Adriana and AJ. Where I'm going to call her Anna Marie. Oh, I had her name, but I really didn't know how to spell it, so I didn't put it in this version of my notes. Okay, Anna Marie it is. Yay. <laughs> 
She said that the ADHD medication that Adriana got put on um, really seemed to help her. And that Amanda would whip the kids and that they would have to stay in the room all day. Okay. So we, we have a consistent... Stay in the room. Consistent kind of like parenting style. We're, mm-hmm. we're getting... Okay. We're establishing a precedent here. AJ was not potty trained and Amanda would still have accidents. She said the whole house smelled of urine and feces. Oh, God. She said Amanda had a short fuse with the children and would get very angry very quickly. She said Adriana was terrified of water. She would get hysterical when you tried to put her in a bathtub, and you'd have to give her a shower and wash her hair very quickly. Okay. Ready for the interim medical examiner? Ooh. Okay, so this is like medical examiners off in Tahiti having the best time of their life. We're having interim because this person's going to live, laugh, love all through Tahiti. This is what I'm picturing in my head. So oh, we got interim now. Who's yeah. the interim? Her name's Adriana. God dang it. No, what no, fuck? no, not Adriana. Andrea. Still, it's an A name. I swear to God. Well, would you want, do you want to know why she is the interim? Because the person isn't in Tahiti? Like I'm hoping he is not in Tahiti. Because the original medical examiner that did the autopsy was a big fucking clusterfuck, and he left the state because he's no longer allowed to be a medical examiner oh. in the state of Florida. Oh my god, in the state of Florida? They let anybody do anything in Florida. Yeah. That's saying something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. So she's there to testify on his behalf. Oh Jesus. But this is just like that guy who like did the, did the blood splatter shit. For the staircase guy, the, 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 you know, and it turns out he's, like, a giant, terrible. Except I have faith in her. Oh, not her. I'm saying the guy that she's yeah, replacing yeah, is that yeah, yeah, jag yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. Okay, got it. So, let me tell you what she did do. Oh my God. She reviewed the autopsy, the sheriff's report, the photos of the autopsy, the photos of the scene, mm-hmm. the taped interviews of AJ and Alan Michael, and the deposition of the pathologist, Dr. Willie. So, she did her work. Yes. So, um, there were injuries that were documented of bruises and abrasions on the face. There are also bruises on the back of the head that are in different planes of a round head. Meaning, if it was an accident, only one surface would have been hit, not two. So, for example, so she had two bruises. Your head is round, right? Right. If you were to accidentally hit your head, you would only get one bruise. Right. Not two. Right. You'd have to, unless, I mean, for, I mean, no, no, yeah. I mean, how would your head bounce off twice? Yeah, I get what you're saying. So, and there were some injuries that were documented that Dr. Menard says are not relevant um, that were in the autopsy, um, like the dot hemorrhaging in the eyes, because it can be caused by the vomiting, the coughing, or even just the CPR that was performed. Right. Um, bruising on the legs, it could, it's just from being a kid. She was seven. Right, of course. Um, another injury that I have in here that I'm not going to discuss because it happened in the ER, um, because they had to 
tried to insert a catheter several times. Right, and she's a child, so it's very small. And yes, yeah, so it. she was like, that's not what you're trying to make it out to be, so we're going to move on. Right, right. But she did say she believes the cause of death is drowning, of course. Right. But the manner of death is homicide. Oh, she didn't do undetermined? Oh, girl. Okay. Okay. Continue. I'm okay. She said no one could explain the head injuries, and she believes those were caused by a struggle. Hmm. She said she also has the statement of a credible witness, A.J. Hutto. <laughs> Fair enough. She also said if she took AJ's statement out of the equation, she still would rule it a homicide. Okay, because she's basically saying, based on my medical knowledge, with or without this kid's statement, this is what happened. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And also, she believed, because somebody that I'm not going to talk about because it was so insignificant brought this up, and they recalled her and asked her about it, and she believes that the facial bruising could be consistent with a hand, but is not the only thing that could make that mark. Oh. Like, she could have held her down with anything. Or or something could have pushed her in, in other words. Or something could have held hit her, her in down. the face, but yes, it is consistent. With, with a hand. homicide and a hand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the plot thickens deeper. All right, y'all. We know we covered a lot. There's still a lot more to go, so this is going to be a two-parter. Join us next Tuesday for part two of Amanda Lewis. See you then.